This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me in on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. You can find me on Twitter and be sure to subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel. We've got a really, really interesting show because it's dealing with issues that are very important for those Americans who live abroad. Um, And I'd like to welcome to the show, John Richardson. John is based in Toronto, Canada. He's a lawyer who specializes in assisting US citizens and green card holders who live outside the United States, navigate the issues caused by their U.S. citizenship or use U.S. permanent residency, which includes financial planning, how to carry on a business, the tax reality of being a U.S. citizen abroad, and ultimately expatriation planning. In a FATCA and FBAR world, U.S. citizenship abroad comes with special responsibilities. John, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Aaron. I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm a financial advisor. I'm based in Israel. This is the the beauty of technology is, you know, we can do a a Zoom uh, on different continents, but deal with the same issues um, that we we both share. One of my biggest issues um, is I deal with my practice is based around U.S. expats um, who've come and and come to live in Israel. Um, Tell us, if you could, some of the issues that impact U.S. citizens who live outside of the United States? Well, I'm glad you framed the question in terms of the word some. There are, there are so many, but I think it comes down to one point, and that is, uh, you know, there's a great American Express card ad saying, don't leave home without it. Well, American citizens cannot leave the United States without taking along their obligation to comply with all parts of the U.S. Internal Revenue Code. And the Internal Revenue Code, sure, includes tax obligations, but it includes numerous penalty-related reporting obligations. But also, uh, the Internal Revenue Code, and it's, you know, in 17th century France, as you know, uh, the law prohibited, the law in its majestic equality prohibited both the rich and poor from sleeping on the park bench. And the Internal Revenue Code in its majestic equality basically imposes punitive taxation on penalties on both homeland Americans and Americans abroad who have foreign non-U.S. financial investments. So, you know, that's sort of the beginning of it. Uh, it's, they're subject to an extremely punitive tax system. And the simple fact, or should I say in this world, the fact of the matter is that uh, the United States Internal Revenue Code imposes a far more punitive tax system on Americans abroad who commit what has almost now reached criminal status, the crime of committing personal finance outside the United States. So, you know, you open up a bank account in Israel, presumptive criminal. You uh, open up a small business in Israel, it's a foreign investment. 
you buy a mutual fund that's based outside the United States, it's presumed to be a sacred instrument of tax evasion. You have the good fortune in this world, and I say the increasingly good fortune in this world of having a pension, a plan outside the United States. I mean, that comes with all kinds of problems, and none of these things apply to Homeland Americans. Why? because their financial planning and financial planning instruments are based in the United States. It all applies to Americans abroad. Why? Because they're just trying to, you know, live their lives as normal people, trying to take care of themselves and their families and invest in products and have pension plans and that in the country where they live, in this case, Israel. And I mean, in Israel, um, I mean, I live in Canada, but certainly I've had numerous discussions and I've worked with people in Israel on expatriation. Uh, but they don't even have the benefit of uh, totalization agreements, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, they're, they're subject to self-employment tax, mm -hmm. et cetera. I mean, it's, it's a horrible problem. And do other countries, is this something that's specific to the U.S.? Or, you know, if I was a, uh, a resident of, I don't know, uh, Greece, I don't know, would I have these same issues if I moved somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. As an American citizen, you are really the property of the U.S. government. No matter where you move around the world, you are subject to the Internal Revenue Code, all the tax provisions, the reporting provisions, everything. The only way out of this, and this is becoming increasingly prevalent, people are simply doing, they don't want to renounce U.S. citizenship, but they're forced to renounce U.S. citizenship if they don't want to be disadvantaged in life, if they want to live outside the United States. Uh, I would refer your listeners to a very interesting article that was published on August 31st by Andreas Kluth, K-L-U-T-H, which came out on Bloomberg but has been widely distributed. Uh, there is no other country uh, that, that does this, okay, that imposes, you know, the full weight of, a, you know, what's really a regulatory regime on its citizens, no matter where they live. And, you know, and again, I want to emphasize, and this is not emphasized enough, uh, that Americans abroad are being taxed in a far, far, far more punitive way than homeland Americans for trying to live their lives in the same way. You know, for example, um, well, I don't know if Templeton Mutual Fund still exists. Certainly Sir John has been dead, but, um, you know, Templeton Mutual Fund, uh, you know, is widely distributed around the world. I remember visiting India and seeing ads for Templeton Mutual Fund on buses there. But let's take a very simple example. Uh, say you live in Toronto, Canada, as many people do, uh, and you want to invest in Templeton Mutual Fund. Well, if you were to buy it in Buffalo, you wouldn't be subject to the punitive PFIC regime. You buy it in Toronto, you're subject to a completely different set of taxes on the same investment. Why? Because it was bought in Toronto rather than Buffalo. A regime which basically will confiscate all the gains at about the 20-year mark. Wow. So it, it's, it's really, it comes down to really an issue of just of, of, of plain and simple fairness, right? Americans are really sort of at a big disadvantage um, for, for those of us who, who live abroad. John, um, how can people get, I, I was lax and I didn't ask you this, how can people get in touch with you if they have issues? Oh, uh, well, uh, citizenshipsolutions.ca, citizenshipsolutions.ca. Uh, you'll find my contact information. I, you know, uh, seem to have 
uh, fallen into the Twitter thing for better or for worse. My Twitter handle is at, at expatriation law, A-X-P-R-I-A-T-I-O-N law. They can follow me there without having to risk any, you know, in-person contact. <laughs> me first, which, you know, I, I think is, I think is how people perceive this type of stuff these days, which is fine. <laughs> and it's the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman, who speaks about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. You can find me as well on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to my brand new YouTube channel. We have all of the amazing content, which is produced. We're speaking with John Richardson, who is a Canadian-based lawyer who specializes in assisting U.S. citizens and green heart holders with all the issues which come um, about by the fact that they're not living in the United States. John, you, you brief, briefly touched upon the issue of uh, giving up one's U.S. citizenship and the article that ap appeared a while back on Bloomberg. Um, I know there are people who tried to make a political issue of, uh, of this issue, of this uh, people giving up their citizenship. I was always with the feeling that it's more, has nothing to do with either side of the aisle, political aisle in the U.S. It's an issue of, uh, you know, fairness, economics, and just isn't worth it for people who live abroad to become U.S. citizens. Do you have anything to say about that? Well, uh, I, I don't think it's a political issue at all. Uh, I mean, it is complete. I know that, uh, you know, people try to make it this way. I mean, this is part of the American mindset. You know, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. I mean, this is really stupid stuff, right? But um, there are people who try to make it a political issue. I guess I would start with the principle that I cannot for the life of me understand how a principle of taxation that has its origins in the Civil War, which, you know, was over 100 years ago, uh, how this could possibly be a political issue. Uh, it's simply an issue of fairness and justice. Now, that's the first point. The second point is that the issue is not understood at all. Uh, one of the things I do to try to raise awareness of this issue, as well as Twitter, and I've written probably a thousand blog posts as well, but one of the things that I try to do is, you know, is get out in the uh, online world and explain why this is not, you know, just sort of like a homeland American, uh, you know, paying taxes as though they live in America. It's simply not. And what I have learned is that, you know, although there are very many, you know, decent human beings out there, um, they don't understand what the problem really is. Right. Okay, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of, what was it, President, President Kennedy's 1962, I guess, speech at the Berlin Wall, where he began with saying, there are people in the world who really don't understand just what is the problem with the communist world. Right. You know, well, I would put it this way. There are people, many of them, overwhelmingly tax professionals in this world who just don't understand the problem, the way the tax rules apply to these Americans abroad. And Kennedy said, let them come to Berlin. I would say, let them try living outside the United States as a tax resident of another country and invest. And you know this as well as I do if you're a financial planner. I mean, it's somewhere between difficult and impossible. It is a travesty of justice. It is almost, almost impossible 
to get any uh, political traction on this. I mean, the first step is, of course, education, but you have to get people willing to listen. And if it doesn't affect them, you know, they either won't listen or some of this stuff is so outrageous, they flatly disbelieve you. For example, in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, which, you know, they proudly proclaimed as territorial taxation for U.S. corporations. By the way, it was not at all. There were so many exceptions that when the United States moved to territorial taxation for corporations, what they really did was simply try to expand the territory over which they were exercising tax jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. That's the truth of it. But what they did was, as it applied to individuals, they basically imposed a retroactive confiscatory lump sum tax on the retained earnings in small business corporations owned by Americans abroad. Now you got, you would I probably understand this. Um, although I'm not entirely certain what people's motivations are for running small corporations in Israel, the way I do in Canada, but I would have to think that uh, for most Americans abroad in most countries, as is the case in Canada, Small business corporations operate as private pension plans, right? You know, they accumulate equity in these things. So, so what they really did in 2017 was they, they confiscated a major part of the pension plans of Americans abroad. I mean, that's what really happened. Now, the problem is that it is so outrageous. It's as though, you know, the bigger the lie, the more people... Uh, you know, are, are likely to believe it. Maybe the converse is true, but it was so outrageous that nobody believed it was possible, you know, while it was going on. Right. And this is, you know, and this is part of the problem, uh, you know, with the whole education issue. Now, uh, there are people who are working on this problem, probably about a dozen in the world. I think I know most of them. Um, you know, and they, and they come from both sides of the political spectrum, if there really are two sides to the political spectrum. But, you know, that's a different topic altogether. Right. Um, and they, they can't get tricks. For example, Democrats Abroad has got a, uh, a, a tax committee that, uh, you know, seems to me uh, to be working diligently on this problem. Okay, I mean, you might disagree with their tactics or agree with them. But, I mean, it seems to me that they have a consciousness of this and they're working on it. But you'll notice that there's nothing about this that found its way into the Democratic Party platform. Right. Um, and I think that this is absolutely incredible. I mean, given how, you know, these political parties are out trying to court, you know, court the vote, if you will, of individual Americans, they won't pay any attention to them on this issue. So I think that the reality is this. I mean, it's painful to say this, and there are people who will find this offensive, but I'm going to say it because it is true citizenship is a disability Wow! Uh, if you live outside the United States it's a clear disability and in many cases it has now become an impossibility which is why so many people are renouncing U.S. citizenship do you encourage I mean obviously it probably depends on each individual situation but do you encourage people to to give up their citizenship or is it you know where there's no no other possible solution uh, that's the last I think it's a, you know, a very individual fact dependent sort of thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not out marketing the renunciation of citizenship. Okay. You know, to be clear, uh, I do think U.S. citizenship has value. And I think that to the extent, if people are able to manage it, then I think, you know, they probably should try to hold on to it. So younger people, you know, who are in the stage of life where they're, you know, 
getting out the door and getting started and getting jobs and income, I don't think they should renounce it. Okay. Because for them, the possible opportunity of being able to, you know, go to the United States and announce your presence and live there or work there, you know, I think it's worth something. But gradually through life, uh, people, the goal of retirement planning is, I presume you would agree with this statement, that the goal of retirement planning is to figure out how to replace the necessity of working to get money, to use capital to get money, right, uh, instead. And the problems of the U.S. tax system arise when people transition uh, into that state of using capital to generate income, particularly, well, mostly, right, if it's foreign, non-U.S.-based sources of capital, right? I mean, if, you, if you're just a, what I would call a retiree abroad, uh, you know, you want to move abroad because you uh, think that, uh, you know, your Social Security payments can go further in another country. You won't have these issues because you don't have any interaction, you know, with a non-U.S. tax system. And you're quite possibly probably not a tax resident of the other country you're living in. Mm -hmm. But the people who are being destroyed by this or what I would call the immigrants, the people who, you know, move, actually move as, um, you know, as I understand, many people move to Israel. I mean, this is it. This is home. right? Right. And they. You know, they try to retain their American citizenship, uh, but they become tax residents of Israel, you know, et cetera. I mean, these are where the problems arise. So to get back to your question, unfortunately, by the time people are in serious capital accumulation stage and at the point where they're trying to live off it, yes, I would encourage renunciation of citizenship. Hmm. Wow. Um, Interesting. John, it's been really, really interesting uh, having you on. Um, thanks, thanks so much. I'd like to probably get you back on again because this is a very, very big topic, and we just really just touched the tip of the iceberg. So didn't even get that far. Didn't even <laughs> get that far. Uh, believe me, I think a message to your listeners would be this: If you're an American citizen trying to live outside the United States, there is most definitely a citizenship-induced problem for you out there somewhere. Wow. Absolutely. That's a good way to sum things up. John, thanks so much. You're very welcome. It's been the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you have any questions or comments, email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at whitehousecapital.co.il. Again, you can check me out on the web at www.aaroncatzman.com. You can find me on Twitter, and of course, subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Until next time, we'll see you soon.